Mecham Auctions, the world's largest collector car auction company, returns to Indy with Dana Mecham's 37th Original Spring Classic, May 10th through the 18th at the Indiana State Fairground. 3,000 muscle cars, Corvettes, exotics, and more. Broadcast on Motor Trend TV and streaming live on Max. From avid collectors to those new to the Mecham experience, we welcome everyone. Register to bid now at Mecham.com. The Andy Moore Automotive Group Hotline. Let us all come together as we're all owls again going into this weekend. He is the pride of Greene County, the head coach of Florida Atlantic on the Andy Moore Automotive Group Hotline. It is Dusty May. Hello, Dusty. How you doing, buddy? Good, John. How are you, man? Oh, I could not be more happy for you. I was absolutely thrilled. And I can tell you this, Dust. I had not been uh, that emotionally wound up about a basketball game in a long time. I was working right next door with my All Requests music show as that game was being played. I had to shut her down for a little bit. I can't lie. I had to shut her down, play a long song, because I was so emotionally invested in that, man. That was special, and that was awesome to feel that way again. <laughs> well, I'm glad uh, we are able to do that for you, Jack. <laughs> That's our why. That's why we do it. Thank you. I'm, I was hoping you were thinking about me um, in those uh, free throw shooting situations, and when uh, you know Noel had the uh, ball there at the end with an opportunity to tie. So I was hoping you were thinking about me with that in mind. Yeah, we uh, th- that was a stressful situation when the ball's in his hands. We put five guards in, and uh, just wanted to force a tough, difficult shot. Unfortunately, he gave it up and, and never got a back. I knew the, Did you ever think? He's a ball player. Did you ever think about fouling in that situation? No, we typically don't, John, to be honest. And, and I, I know, uh, for whatever reason, there's such a media slant towards the, the answer to winning that situation is foul. Um, we've usually defended over the course of time, depending on how good of a rebounding team we have. Um, especially we're switchable, we're quick. I think the, the, the data actually has, has tilted like 51% uh, towards not fouling to fouling, despite the, I guess, media personalities being about 99% to one. Yeah, well, they were certainly talking about it there. I, I, I thought that you got the best of both worlds, Dusty. I mean, you did. Uh, and you, your guys came out, and you, you wanted clearly to get the ball out of his hands. And we were all shocked that he gave it up. But he he did it ab- absolutely, I'm assuming, what you wanted defensively in that situation. Absolutely. And they have to go full court. And we thought, uh, best case scenario, he shoots a 35-footer with, with guys draped all over him. Um, I, I think there's more risks than people realize with Fallon. If he goes into shooting motion and you foul him, then he gets three, three free throws. There's just a lot of a lot of scenarios, and and especially the fact that like we're not a really big team, so free throw rebounds sometimes can be difficult just because of uh, of sheer size. Well, and I've always said this, Dusty. I actually talked to Matt Painter about this before the start of the tournament. There is nothing, I I think, in basketball in general on on all levels now as an offensive rebound kickout to a step-in three-pointer, which has become a layup to nearly everybody now playing basketball. No question, John. We've actually we've actually done it several times where we even even I think a lot of teams kind of under seven or eight seconds. Uh, you're going to miss on purpose for about nine or ten seconds a few times. I know Miami at home last year, we missed the free throw early, tipped it out, made a three, tied it up. Unfortunately, they went down and hit a buzzer-beating uh, uh, game-winning shot at the buzzer. 
but it was a, a similar situation where we were able to tip it out and, and, and almost force it into overtime. So, uh, but like I said, I think that the analytics say it's actually 51 to 49 is, is in favor of not fouling, but um, it's weird how just the, the, the perception is skewed so far in one direction. Was there a point on the floor where you wanted uh, your guards to uh, come out and, and double him? Is that what you uh, told him? No, we wanted to switch up aggressively because the role guys had actually made a couple shot threes before that to put them in that position. The, um, the, the wing cam had, had made a pull-up three off the bounce. And then Masood is one of the better shooters in the country if he's got a speed set. So we just wanted to switch, press up, and force a tough shot. Um, and and uh, if he would have been able to squeeze one off, he would have been almost a half court under duress. So, um, you know, it, it would have been a prayer if he made one. So Dusty Mays, the head coach of Florida Atlantic, that uh, national – semifinal is the first one being played down in Houston on Saturday. They match up with San Diego State. I want to get to that in in just a second, too. I um, When the opposing head coach comes to the locker room afterwards and says, you know, under what is incredible emotional situations after just losing that game, says what he says about your team, how does that make you feel? Well, to be honest, John, we've had a lot of coaches this year after games talk to, to the staff or to our team and just and tell them that how together they are, how hard they play, how unselfish, you know, all the adjectives you want to be to describe your team. Uh, Rick Barnes had, had said something very similar in the handshake line after the, in, in the, the Thursday night game. So, you know, he wanted to say it to our team. I've known Coach Tang for a long, long time, so we appreciated the kind words, but um, you know, we, we, we've got that a lot this year because of how, of how our guys act. The one thing that I'm, I'm spreading the word around here regarding the Owls, uh, you probably have, have noticed a little bit, there are a lot more Owl fans than certainly there used to be, especially here in, in central Indiana because we're spreading the word. And I remember in our, our initial conversation where you're in the midst of that 20-game win streak back during the regular season, you talked about how your guys can handle themselves, um, you know, can police themselves, can, you know, can coach themselves to a degree. Um, you trust them in doing that. And, Dusty, honestly, in watching so many games, especially in some of these incredibly emotional tight situations, you can see that. Because they seem unflappable in in terms of situations you get in, like the other night when there could be a difference here or there, you know, in going to a Final Four, it seems like that your guys, either on the sideline or in the game, are cool, calm, and collected, just like their head coach. <laughs> well, I, I, hopefully I, I've had something to do with it. But these guys, they've learned how to win. They have a lot of confidence and faith in each other. And because we've had this group together, we've been able to practice a lot more special situations and talk through more situations where if you have a new team, you're still working on terminology and in the basics just to try to get to the point where you're in close games. I think just because we've been together so long, we know all of what we want to do. And now we can, we can be a little more advanced with having more press breakers and more zone offenses and, and more things like that. And so – you know, I'd I like to. I don't think that's a, a part of it, but also these guys are just really confident and they believe and they love to compete, so they're never scared of the moment. It's uh, Dusty May, the head coach of Florida Atlantic. Uh, are you, this is probably something Dusty you'll realize once all this is is over. But have you realized it, to a degree how much of an effect you've had on so many? With, with this run, with this team, this season, where you are right now, you know, in the state of Indiana and certainly locally where we grew up, has that been something you've been able to notice? 
Not really. I've, I've noted, well, it, now in our team, we walked through the airport. We landed in New York. We sent the team back on the charter after the, the Columbus, Ohio first two rounds. And we're in LaGuardia in New York. And everyone in the airport recognizes our guys. And that was at the, that's when we were in the Sweet 16. So I, I always enjoyed the, the living in South Florida and, and being anonymous. And that, that's out the window now. So, <laughs> so, so yeah, that's, uh, I'm, pretty, I'm, I'm a homebody. I'm pretty private. I love coaching ball. I love being around our guys and our families and then going home and, and just being uh, dusty from Green County. But uh, that's all changed. But I, I'm sure later on it, it hit me. But like I told Sophie, when you're in the eye of the storm, you're in it. You're only focused on what's next. There's not really time to reflect on anything. You're just trying to, to stay above water now. Yeah, that's you've got so much going on. That's that's incredible. Like I give you a great example. It, they're having a watch party for you at Eastern Green in the gym on Saturday night. Come on, no, I blank uh, you not. That's, they are. That's, that's big time. <laughs> I think it's awesome. Plus, I get a call from Mike Pittman and David Hayes and Robbie Hudson saying you want to jump in and drive down to Houston with us. And I said I don't know if I have enough bail money to do that. <laughs> Wait a minute. Well, so, we'll we'll, uh, we'll see you down there then. It sounds like you got a plan. Yeah. Well, there's a plan. There's for sure. I. All right. Speaking of plans, that's a good segue. You have Dusty May, the head coach of Florida Atlantic. Um, is this how much of this is? It has to be so difficult because it is such a quick turnaround to do this and to have success in doing this. And I guess to a degree, if you're somebody that goes over and I know that you do coaching wise, absolutely everything is that quick turnaround been more difficult or has the fluidity of it all been something you felt you and your team have been able to adapt to in this tournament? Well, John, I, I talk about it a lot, the randomness of winning. And we've been very fortunate that, that matchups, our league, certain things have prepared us for quick turns. For example, um, we all know how, how, how good Noel is as a player. Well, he's very similar to three or four guards we had faced, including Kendrick Davis from Memphis a week prior. So we usually just try to, to, to in order to chunk the information, we just refer back to other guys and other teams that we play because our league is big, strong, physical. UAB's a lot like Tennessee. So we were able to just really do almost mimic the UAB scattering port and mindset for Tennessee and Memphis was, was uh, Memphis and Kansas state were very similar where they had a, a four, three, who's a matchup nightmare and Keontae Johnson and Deandre Williams from, from Memphis. And then they both had dynamic guards that could go get 30 or 40 points. Now, Noel, he could score and facilitate better than all of them, but it's at least something that's comparable. So we do feel like our league, the situations, the timing, all helped prepare us for those moments. And then we played Antoine Davis to get ready for the elite guards in our league. So um, we, have been, we have been lucky, I guess, uh, with, with some of the, the matchups and things like that. All right, Dusty, what do you think about San Diego State in that game coming up on Saturday? What in, in, impressed you about what they did against Creighton and what they've done with Brian Dutcher and company to get where they are? I think they're a lot like us where they, they find a way to win and they're tough. They're strong. They're disciplined. They're well-schooled. They know who they are. They they play in their strengths, all the things that you say about teams that usually win year in, year out. And that that's who they are. They, they rarely have a down year. They're consistent with, with, with excellence. So it, a number of challenges, they're going to be extremely difficult to score on just because of how physical, how well they guard the ball. And, and they have a, the two-time Mountain West Defensive Player of the Year anchoring their defense in the middle. 
Yeah. It, um, I was impressed with the way that they hung with it. Really, when you think about it, too, their path. It's it, We kind of often think about, at least in terms of questions, Dusty, that I ask on here and talk about is, you know, in terms of uh, what has been most recent. But you go back to, you know, the, the path to get here has, you know, I think your path has been incredibly impressive, and certainly so is theirs. You have to play tough games. You have signature moments to get to where you are right now, and, and certainly San Diego State has that. Absolutely. They... Uh... I mean, Kawhi Leonard, they've had so many guys. But for them to do with the Creighton, what they were able to do, hold those guys under 60 yeah. points. I don't know if you've watched Creighton much. They're, offensively, they're elite. And their coach is, is brilliant. Uh, so for them to do what they did to Creighton, it lets us know that we need to bring our best game or, or we'll be leaving before Monday night. How's that dynamic working at all in South Florida? How far is Coral Gables from Boca Raton? It's about 45 miles, so which it could be up to about – 17 hours. <laughs> yeah, it's just, Wait a minute. It's 45 Seven, miles. 17 miles, that's like from Jasonville to Bloomfield. No, Isn't no, that like that? No, it's 45 miles. So it's, it's basically one side of Greene County to the other. But it's, it, 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 it would take longer than, than driving probably from the from uh, the, the, the Louisville, the, the river in Louisville to, uh, to I don't know, Elkhart or South Bend. <laughs> it, takes, it takes a while to get down there, but it's not far in distance. Have you uh, talked at all? with Jim Laranega about two South Florida schools getting to the Final Four? We have. We've exchanged texts and also exchanged some texts with Jim Crutchfield at Nova Southeastern. They just won the Division II National Championship going undefeated, and they're about 20 minutes away from us. So it's, uh, it's, a, it's a great time to be, uh, to be coaching hoops in South Florida. Then normally it's just a great time to be down there in general, right, hanging out because you get the great weather, and now you, you, know, you, you get basketball in, into it as well. I, I, um, I'm kind of curious, and this is something, again, we'll talk about when all this is, is over. But the effect that is, it's great that the spotlight is on you and you're winning and, you know, all this is happening. But the, the effect that the world we live in in college basketball right now to where it's so easy to transfer. And I know, you know, you got your guys and everybody is, is on board with one another. Is that at all after the season going to be a worry because there's been much of a spotlight and you get so much of a level of transfer portal poaching that is going on is that a major concern of yours as far as the future i don't want to say it's a major concern it's always a concern we, you know every guy we've lost to the portal we feel like we've been able to go out and replace him with someone uh just as good if not better so we're you know we have a lot of confidence in what we do and how we do it and it may not continue to be true but we feel like that right now but we also feel like we provide a great uh, environment a platform for our guys to, to achieve their goals and dreams so um we are worried about it, but it's not something that, that keeps me up at night. You know, if, if a guy does want to leave for, for greener pastures, then, then you know, and I'll give him a hug and tell him I'll help him with whatever's next and, and support him. We had a couple guys leave last year because they wanted to play more. and uh, We turned their games on in our conference rooms on the road, and our, our players are cheering for them and, and everything that goes with it. So, you know, it's, it's not life or death. You know, these guys sometimes do things that they think are best for them. Sometimes it works out, sometimes it doesn't. But I do think our guys, are they know exactly what they're going to get here and what kind of environment it's going to be. So we have a lot to sell to our own guys. To somebody that doesn't know how this works, do you think your guys are getting recruited up by others right now? John, I would say there's, there's players on every roster at every level, Division One, Division Two, that are being recruited in some way, shape, or form by someone else. It's, and it's not even the other schools at times. Sometimes it is, sometimes it's not. But it, it might be a third party 
he's trying to put a kid in the portal so he can get a commission on an NIL deal or whatever the case. There's there's all types of reasons. Or it's a, it's a high major player that's not playing a lot and he's got low and mid major coaches reaching out to his people saying, hey, he'll play 35 minutes a game here. So it, it is what it is. And if, if that's what a player wants to do, then that's his right. And and you, you got to keep it moving. You got to move on. I mean, it, it, there's no point in sitting and complaining about all this stuff. It is what it is. We either adapt or we die. And, uh, you know, you, like I said, you got to put your guys in the best situation for them and you and just trust that it's going to work out. What is this financially doing for FAU and your basketball program? It's getting better, uh, exponentially better. <laughs> um, it's been great for the amount of people that's gotten involved for what it's doing for our university as a whole athletic department, especially our program. Is this, this, a- this, was the, this was the moment we needed, John. This, this year, we've only been a basketball program since the late eighties. We're, we're not a 150 year old land grant university. We're a new, a new school. So we've never had a moment that would captivate a community an audience. And, and now we have. Did you think that, listen, you and I have talked both privately and on this show about what you thought about this group, but is this what we're seeing right now? Is this what you had in mind the entire time? Did you think that this ultimately was a reachable goal for you and this group? Never thought about this. Just wanted to to win our league, put ourselves in the best position possible to make the NCAA tournament, and then you get in. And uh, you try to make a run at it. You know, there's no point in, in thinking about our goal to win five games or six games in a tournament. Let's get there. Let's make some noise and, and uh, see what happens. It's just, there's just too many different scenarios with injuries and breaks and whatnot. But I know this. I'm so impressed with our guys, how they've just showed up and not been phased one bit by the pressure or the spotlight or the expectations. They just they love to compete and lay it on the line and trust that that's going to be enough. And and as our record shows, it usually is. Hey, you're right about that. And you could tell. That's why I said a little bit earlier. With what you explained, how your team is and the makeup of your team, you have seen it. People have seen it. What you explained to people around here, they've seen it, especially when they've been fully paying attention in the past couple of weeks. Man, that's that's some special stuff right there, Dusty. Oh, John, they, they, these guys have it, man. They've got that special sauce, and uh, they believe it. They believe it. So, Dusty May, the head coach of Florida Atlantic, are you allowing yourself at all to soak this up and enjoy it, or is it just from one interview to the next, preparing your team from one situation to the next here? But do you get a chance to to soak it up at all? No, not at all. It's pretty cool meeting all the people that I've been on Jim Rome show three times, and I remember growing up. You you watched the Jungle Man. That guy is dynamic as, as a media personality. Yeah, so it's been. I was on Rich Eisen this morning, and and just to, just to be on all these guys. You grew up watching Sports Center yeah. and have people reaching out on, through Twitter and Instagram that I idolize. You know, Bill Self asked me if I want to go to dinner this week. So you know, I think he's probably the best in the game when it comes to coaching ball. So it's been really cool because it's opened up new doors and avenues for our staff and our program to learn from more people and, and get access to, to those who do this thing at a high level. So that's been the coolest part for me. So back when you were playing little league at Eastern and, and you uh, pissed and moaned about my, strike, yeah, about my strike, about my strike zone, like you pissed and moaned about my strike zone and I'm, you know, a college freshman and you're, did you ever imagine that you and I would be on a radio show talking about you coaching it up in the final four? I'm sure that's something you thought about then, right? When you're complaining about well, my, my strike zone. 
Well, if I remember correctly, it wasn't just the strike zone. It was the fact that you had a, a foot-long hot dog in one hand and a big red in the other trying to, trying to umpire game. <laughs> Wait a minute. I don't know if I represent that well. No, seriously, you're right about that. <laughs> you're right about that. I, I, I think about that, and I think about all that morning basketball. You know, we did with yeah. with Mark Barnheiser and you know Reed and and Hardesty and the, you know the guys in in your class as well. I, I see bre- people breaking out old Hoosier basketball magazines with you know your your mugshot looking picture in there that you took before that and uh, you know Oakland City stuff and all that. It um, I, I'm telling you what it makes those moments I think extra special to the level in which you've reached right now. Does it not? Well, hopefully they're not breaking out any box scores, John. My numbers weren't great. <laughs> a lot of <laughs> no, but it, it's really cool. I just think back and how much uh, being a, growing up in, in Greene County in the Bloomington area and, and obviously Coach Barnheiser's in, in influence on all of us, how much we love the game, love to compete. Our work ethic was formed through hoops uh, in our families, obviously. But, yeah, just so many things. Just really, really proud to, to grow up in an environment where – there was so much energy and intense and excitement for this game. And, and no doubt, uh, you know, I, I've tried to bring that to South Florida, you know, just how important the game is. Uh, you take bits and pieces away from everywhere you've been, whether it was USC or Eastern Michigan or Murray or UAB or, or Louisiana Tech. I mean, it's a special relationship. And I, I'm assuming for you, uh, you'll get a chance to think about that again when this is is all over. But man, it is—it's a part of the journey that makes it even extra special yeah. to where you are right now, isn't it? Yeah, John, and, and I guess the the one uh, part that I can really sit back and, and reflect on is is watching your guys cut down the nets and seeing how happy they are for each other's success, your for your players, and then also being able to share it with your wife and kids. Where if it wasn't for Anna, there's no way I would be able to even even support myself. In, in my entry-level coaching positions that I had. She supported me, uh, paid the rent, and, and uh, always worked full-time raising the boys. So, uh, very, and then also, you know, we upper our, our three kids, move schools, daycare centers, jobs, everything that goes with it so I can chase my dream. And now for them to be able to experience this and have the level of pride they do in our program has been really cool for me because, you know, we, we, drag, we drag them around uh, a lot and, and uproot them in their lives. So very, very those are probably the coolest moments, just watching our guys and, and my family, my mom and everybody just enjoy those moments. I also will say this because I'm paying attention to what's going on back where we grew up. I mean, you talk about bringing everybody together, not just where we went to, to school at Eastern, but, you know, in and around, as you mentioned, Bloomington and Greene County, watching everybody come together and have that common sports bond with you and your success. I, I think that is really cool, man. I do. Yeah. No question. That's that's what sports does, John. It's, it can bring a lot of people together from all different backgrounds all over the world. So th- this group we have, is, they're so special. They've been able to do that uh, with groups all over the country. I was on the air on Saturday night, as I mentioned earlier. My mom called me like five different times in the second half. She called me once to tell me she saw Joni cheering. Uh, and then <laughs> I said, yeah, no, it's right here. I'm working right here. It's right here. Um, you see, here it is. Uh, she told me <laughs> she saw Dustin, but this is the best part, man. So when you guys are playing Tennessee, I'm watching and I see Dustin, Dustin Hayes sitting there with his hat on. And literally he was like bush hogging next to my mom's house a day before. 
<laughs> and then the next day, he's sitting, you know, right there close to you at Madison Square Garden, watching your yeah. team beat Tennessee. That that was surreal to me, right there. I, I called him last night and I said, "Wait a minute, you were just bush hogging like you know, forty eight yeah. hours or so ago." And it's amazing this run. And you mentioned Jim Rome and being on these national shows. Anybody else reach out to you that um, you thought was pretty cool? Yeah, Brad Stevens has been a great sounding board, obviously, being through this process. Um, Doug LeBoff, who's an author that I, I read all of his books and, and, and really studied him. He, he's an educator who actually graduated from, from – he got his master's from IU. So there's been a lot of people like that. And then obviously Coach Knight's family, Pat and Tim, have reached out and people like that. So it, it's, it's been pretty cool. Yeah, it is. It's uh, Dusty May, the head coach of Florida Atlantic. As I mentioned, we are all owls as they take on San Diego State. That is the first of two national semifinals down in Houston coming up on Saturday. So what do you think about this opportunity I have? So it's Mike Pittman, it's Robbie Hudson, and it's David Hayes, and it's like 13-hour drive. You think I got it in me here for this? Yeah, you got to live dangerously. Jump in. Jeez, I don't know, man. I don't know. I've been talking to this stuff before, and we all get in trouble, everybody but David Hayes. That's what happens. He finds a way out. He's slippery. <laughs> He's slippery. Hey, my best of the family. We're really proud of you, brother. You know that. Thanks. And Thanks, uh, go out there and get you some on uh, Saturday night, and uh, we'll talk when all this is over. We'll talk at length a little bit more about how awesome this has been. But uh, really proud of you. Congratulations, man. Yeah, thanks. thanks for having me on.